Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. How does simply tracking your daily activities affect your overall success? Well, it's massive. As with most positive improvement, actually all, the point's brain training, trying to get our brains to make the right decisions, do what we truly want to do. So we're all looking for ways to manage ourselves in essence. So here with daily tracking, we're not talking massive goals planning here. We're, we're really dumbing it down to the ridiculously simple that none of us can deny is easily possible. Anything in your life where you want health and success, if you will just make a daily note of what you did in that area, you will improve. Why? Well, as you hear in the show, it increases your awareness, accountability, and motivation. Again, just simply noting down what you did, even if it's nothing, you'll see it and it will give you conscious and subconscious fuel to do something the next day. So I kicked the discussion off with a clip from Zig Ziglar on this issue. The clip's not even a minute and a half. Uh, and he quickly mentions how to increase your sales and weight loss just by tracking. So from the message, I posted this question on Facebook in your goals and pursuits and growth. How are you measuring or tracking your progress and results? Well, Zig Ziglar's son, CEO of Ziglar and my dear friend, Tom Ziglar joined me to talk through all the comments. Uh, and a, a quick disclosure at the beginning of our discussion, Tom talks about the Ziglar performance planner as a resource for results tracking. And one of our listeners also mentioned it. It's one of the premier resources for this folks. And you can find it at Ziggler.com in the online store under books. But again, I want to really highlight that our core focus today is the incredible value of you simply, if you take a piece of paper, uh, you keep on your counter for the next week and you just track what you did or didn't do in the key areas of your life where you want to experience progress, it is massively valuable. All right, folks. Well, I'm going to play Zig's clip right after I share these great resources with you. Okay, here then is the clip from Zig. It's just about a minute and 20 seconds. But the bottom line is when we finally got through, he agreed that anybody who was happy and healthy and at least reasonably prosperous and secure, who had friends, peace of mind, good family relationships, and hoped that the future was going to be better, was a successful man. And I said, well, now let's do something that most people never do including those of you listening to this tape. And that is, let's evaluate where we are in pursuit of what we want as versus where we think we might be. And I said to the young man, for example, we know that in any audience, if I divide the audience exactly half in two, and they're all salespeople, same experience, same territory, set on the same product, same abilities, but one keeps precise records on the people they call on, what happened and how they can improve on the next one will sell dramatically more than the other one will. And I said, on weight loss, if you take people, those who keep exact records on what they eat, I mean, every bite will lose weight faster and they will keep it off longer than well, those who say, well, I don't really eat that much. You know, it depends on what they call much. All right, friends, again, from that clip, I posted this question on my Facebook page. You're always invited to join us there. Find me and friend me on Facebook at Agent K Miller. Uh, the question was in your goals and pursuits and growth, how are you measuring or tracking your progress and results? Uh, again, Tom and I talk through this and we also give some of the latest and greatest keyword resources that we have found and use at least some of them we do. All right, well, here we go. 
All right, Tom. Well, there are few people more than yourself and the Ziegler Corp who know exactly what we just heard from your dad about the importance, the value of tracking progress equals results. We know that it's kind of like Solomon in the Bible. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. That's not new. They were doing this eons ago. And yet, if you ask the average person, like I did on Facebook, you know, again, that question in your goals, pursuits and growth, how are you measuring or tracking your progress and results? And I was really looking for some of those specific resources that people use. Now, uh, for everybody listening to know, when I post these questions on Facebook, I don't preface it with the message that you just got to hear from Zig or, or you know, whoever I, I do it from in these shows. They're just getting it candidly. And I got a few things. You'll hear those as we read them, but I didn't get a lot of people saying, hey, I use this resource or that resource, which is what I was wanting to provide a little bit. So Tom, I'll hit you up and, and myself, uh, to share any, any resources that you use or that you, uh, know folks that use with some success for tracking progress, which we know statistically, as your dad just said, helps increase the probability of results. Well, the number one tool, and this is a, a Ziegler program, it's called the Ziegler performance planner. And actually, uh, one of our ZLCers, Gail, actually mentioned it uh, in one of the comments. Yeah. yeah. The performance planner, we call it the gold achieving system. And so how do you achieve goals? Well, you write the goal down in detail. And you identify and get clarity on how you're going to get there, the benefits of achieving it, the obstacles and mountains you've got to overcome and climb. Uh, the people you got to work with, the knowledge you need to go and gain, and then you put the plan of action in place. And that's where a lot of people stop, right? They don't, um, they don't actually get into the tracking piece of it. And so in the planner, we have a full year of pages where you put the goal at the top of the page and then you write down on a daily basis, what did you do to help you get closer to that objective? And it's powerful because anything worth achieving deserves that kind of attention. And when you break it down into steps and then track yourself on it, you're far more likely to follow through than mm -hmm. if you don't. So I just got a question for you, Kevin. Why do you think people don't track their goals? Somewhat, I assume, you know, you could say, ah, oh, they just don't get in the habit of it. But I tend to think it's the accountability aspect of it, that if I write them down or don't, or once I start writing them down, now I'm accountable to not, and it's harder to, uh, you know, to cop out. Yeah. So dad used to call the planner his accountability partner. Yeah. Perfect. So you hit the nail on the head. I think most people don't track it because of accountability mm -hmm. and the way he made sure that he tracked it is he would work on it first thing in the morning and he didn't use it as a schedule or anything. So then he would put it uh, underneath his pillow when he was at home. And so when he got back in bed, what did he see but his planner? That's and smart. Then he, would, he would take a few minutes at the end of the day, uh, filling it out. And he would literally fall asleep uh, dreaming about his goals, hmm. you know, what he was going to do the next day. So that's that's a pretty cool tool. Um, ben Franklin, I think he's pretty well known. <laughs> pretty well. Yeah, pretty well known. I, I like to have as many of him in my pocket as possible. Yeah, absolutely. 
uh, when he was the ripe old age of 20, uh, he looked at his life, which was unbelievably accomplished at the time for a 20 year old. And he said, you know what? I can, I can do better than this. I can be better than this. And he actually uh, wrote down 13 virtues that he said, if I could develop myself to own this virtue, to display this virtue, then that'll be a better life. And so what he did is he, 13 virtues, four weeks each. So four times 13 is 52 weeks for a year. He would focus on one virtue every four weeks. And then he had this list of 13. And so his focused virtue, he was reading about every day and thinking and contemplating. And then at the end of the day, he had a little checklist and it had all 13 uh, virtues in a column down the left-hand side going top to bottom. And then from left to right at the top, he had the seven days of the week, Monday through Sunday. And he would put a, a little dot every time he violated a virtue during that wow. day. Wow. And so he had a pretty high standard, but his goal was if, if the virtue that he was working on for the month, he his goal was to go a whole month without violating that virtue. And so he actually tracked and measured himself daily against his own standard of virtues. Mm -hmm. That's a real simple process. Um, in sales, for everybody in the sales world, we tend to focus on results. And so we will track our sales number. Mm -hmm. And what we've learned is that it's far more productive, better for your motivation to track activities rather than just sales results. Because if you do enough income producing activities, and I talk about this in the book, Choose to Win, that's coming out in, in March, but if we daily track our income producing activities and sales, then the number, the goal is gonna take care of itself. And so that's, I think, another differentiator. Some people, you know, they, they'll just use the scale once a week to track their progress and weight loss. And that's good. But what's even better than that is to track my exercise, my sleep, my nutrition for the week. And if you do all that right, the scale is going to take care of itself. And so mm -hmm. it's better to focus and track things that, that take us to the result that we want rather than just measuring the end result. Well, man, a couple of things that you said, and folks, I am going to read some of the comments that we got in, but I do want to make sure you hear some great uh, tips and resources on how you can track your progress so that you will get more results. You mentioned the, uh, you know, weighing yourself. I always think about that. There was a, you know, a stat put out one time that people who weigh themselves on scales daily lose more weight. Well, why is that? It's just because they're more aware. Awareness is such a huge thing uh, of that. So, you know, it, it is an aspect of, of tracking. Uh, as a lot of people, you talked about accountability. I think that is huge, keeping ourselves accountable to notating down our progress, you know, what we did that day. I know a lot of people who also do it out of pride. They love to see, I do, I do. I love to see that, man, I have worked out every day for two months or something like that. I like to see that. And there's a lot of people who really get a lot of inspiration from seeing 
their history uh, in that. So Tom, I, I, I do this. I have, uh, uh, you've been to my house. I have a big rec room upstairs with a, a, a whole weightlifting, um, uh, gosh, I've got everything there. It's like a, my own, my own little gym. And I have a cabinet there. I simply just write down the date and write down the workout that I did. Today was legs. Today was arms. Today was a hit workout, high intensity training. That's it. That's all I do. I don't write any more details. So this is not a right or wrong. It's whatever works for you, but you can go down there and you can see, I can show my health coach who I talked to yesterday and I can show her, here's my workouts for the last month. I can show her the last three years, every single day. And I'll put on there some days have a zero with a mark through it, meaning I did nothing. And, uh, but you can see that and I can get help from people who are guiding me because they can see what I've done. Uh, and, uh, but then I also just get that accountability, uh, for myself. So here's a, a real story. I did, did recently did this with, I've got a son that just thir- turned 13 and I've got a son that is 14. So Ian and Canyon, my two middle school age boys. And this, we talk about the things that we talk about here on the show a lot. They're in such a formidable time of developing their own ideas and values and habits. So we talk about habits. Uh, a lot with them and talked about the reality of we are the makeup of our daily habits. So we recently just, uh, I did, I created a little chart for them. And I know some people are going to hear this and go, Oh my gosh, my kid would never do that. This is, this is a result of a long time of programming and working with them and having their respect. So this isn't, I don't put this out as something easy. I'm, I'm great. I'm really grateful that this is even uh, acceptable by them, but it's a little chart that just has the day Monday through uh, Sunday every week. And I think the chart one page has like a, a month on it or something. And it has a category for their physical, uh, just physical. It has one for spiritual and it has one for skill, which for me wow. is something that they're growing in. Same thing, just to check something off. And we talked about it. They understand this. Again, they, we talk about this kind of stuff a lot. And it's for them to see and be accountable to, to see that they have done something in those categories every day for a week, or they haven't, that it's just blank. And I didn't tell them what they had to do. They know that. If it's five pull-ups, man, that's great. That's you know the average pull-up amount for, for an American is a one. Uh, <laughs> so if they can do five, they're way ahead of the game. And I got one of them. What are you saying about me? I didn't say anything, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) I've got one. Ian, Ian can whip out 15, man. That sucker. I'm going to have a hard time keeping up with him, but you know, but they can see that. And if it's that they did PE at school, man, that's fine. Just something where they moved. And on the spiritual side, I, I said, man, if that's you going outside and sitting still and listening to the wind, that is spiritual brother. Just you know, do that, mark it down. And on the skill side, that is something of their interest that they're interested in. If it's playing piano, Ian plays piano and he's, he sings, he's in choir. My other son is a uh, Canyon is really involved in, or interested in writing and art. And so that they spent some time doing that and they really get it. Uh, whether they do it perfectly, uh, is not the point, but they get the idea of, they are the sum of their daily habits and that tracking it is so important. Um, you guys listening will have just heard recently an interview by Alan Stein, uh, author of raise your game. And he talked in that first interview about, well, no, it was in the habits interview that we did with him about having a hard time meditating. And I hope most people nowadays have heard enough about meditating to know we're not talking about a, a spiritual thing. In essence, there we're talking about brain training and quieting your brain and being present. And so from that aspect, he said he had a really hard time and he got the app headspace, very popular app 
app, but it tracks your daily progress. And I don't, I think it gamifies it a little bit and you get, you know, whatever you get for doing it. And he says, he's done it every day for like 314 days. And he's trying to keep the record going. That is great. Gamifying, you know, our, ourselves. And there's so many exercise apps that'll track your daily walk, your daily run, your daily ride, your daily heart rate. Um, uh, and there's a, there's a zillion of them out there uh, that you can use, you know, a Fitbit thing. I'm just about to get a ring. It's called an aura ring. O U R a that tracks your sleep. It tracks your heart rate variability. It tracks your step and steps in your activity, all these things every day. So I can see it. And I can then at the end of a month when I'm feeling this way or not feeling this way, and I can look and go, gosh, my sleep, look at, here's the graph. I'm not sleeping well. I'm not sleeping enough. Or, uh, you know, I'm obviously stressed. I'm not being restful enough, yada, yada. So lots of things there, but guys, we, I mean, just going again, we started off with this clip with a, a, a zig clip and it is unequivocal. It is uh, irrefutable that if you simply track your daily habits, we'll say to you, Tom, track your ha- habits, track your, your progress, track the things that you want to improve in that you want to grow. And if you will simply, uh, track those, that daily progress, the daily investments, we'll say the daily deposits, it will by proxy increase your results. And yet back to where we started with, you know, Tom talking, there's so few of us as a culture that do it and we're missing out. And it- yeah, we don't, you know, we get busy and we have excuses. Uh, that ring that you're talking about or that aura, uh, yeah. Is it going to like give you a vibration or a reminder? Hey, you need to move or, Hey, it's been a while since you did this. I don't know. It, it, the, the, the ring itself. I mean, it has no buttons. It has, and I may bring them on as an advertiser at some point, and I'll, but I'll learn more. We're just learning about it. Um, it doesn't have anything you do to interact with the ring. You just stick it on there. It tracks it on an app on your phone. And then you can see graphs of all this stuff, whether it alerts you. I don't know. That would be great. That would be great for it to do little reminders. I'm not sure, but ultimately it's just going to show you day to day. The real big focus is sleep. Um, just as a commentary on that is sleep to show you how much you slept, how much REM sleep, how much deep sleep. And it's really being significant on showing people, obviously it's easy to show that, you know, you're not sleeping enough. If you went to bed at midnight and got up at four, that's just not enough sleep. But if you went to bed at nine and slept till, you know, six, that's nine hours of sleep. But if it was crappy sleep, it's not that much better. You may be better off with four hours of really deep sleep. Now, you know, best would be eight hours quality sleep, but, um, you know, it shows you that and we're seeing so many issues with sleep, but also, yeah, it shows you the, the movement, how much your heart rate was up, you know, during the day and things like that to where you can really see. And then as my buddy Tom talks about us being the result of, of habits, we can see, my gosh, well, at the end of the week or the month or six months or whatever, I'm a result of that. And I can go back now and graph it and see my, my sleep was, you know, great or bad. My movement was a lot or a little, my rest was a lot or a little, you know, as far as stress and whatnot, that's things that we often just don't know. And, and, uh, as that quote goes, the most dangerous thing is we don't know what we don't know. Uh, so we're, we're trying to get insight. Well, so I hope there was some helpful, helpful things there, folks. And if you've got some others that you think are really beneficial, please you can post them on the Facebook page as well. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Uh, Karen Rose, and she says, I, I, this is interesting. I measure by how I get along with my husband. 
Um, before I started my personal development journey, we were on different pages. I think I'm catching up to him. And since I've started getting my stuff together, we get along great. All my relationships have improved greatly. You know, I appreciate that because ultimately that's, that's the final measurement. What is the result? If I think I'm investing in my marriage, ultimately the result will be what my wife thinks. Um, so I appreciate her. And just for you to know there, Tom, that's, that's Steve Rosen's wife. Oh yeah. 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 Great guy. So here's something interesting on that Mm -hmm. comment. Um, my daughter is doing orange theory. And so she's in the middle of this big contest and in the contest, uh, they're working out and she's doing basically a keto diet. So she's doing very low carb. And she spent the weekend with us last weekend. And I told Jachis and Alexandra, I said, Hey, and what a great weekend. And uh, Alexandra said, why? And I said, well, I actually was cooking her dinner and I messed it up. Um, And in the past, you know, knowing that she was hungry, she'd have been pretty upset. And she just like shrugged her shoulders and said, no big deal. And I said, Alexandra, I think this, the food that you're eating has made your mood different, Hmm. right? More consistent. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she kind of raised her eyebrows. And then I find out yesterday that she asked her boyfriend, Hey, have you noticed anything different? And he said, well, yeah, you've, you, you're looking good. You've lost some, you know, some weight and some inches. And then she said, no, anything else? And he said, oh yeah. When I was away for the weekend, I forgot to text you twice. And normally you would get upset, but this time it was no big deal. Hmm. So, wow. and so that is like, like when we talk about feedback, you know, yeah. like what Karen was talking about, yeah. it's funny how it would do us good when we change our diet or our routine or other things like that to ask people who see us regularly, Hey, have you noticed anything different? Mm-hmm. Because these are all clues, right? Because let's face it, some food, some nutrition or supposedly nutrition, um, it, it affects our moods, right? It affects how we feel and how we respond and how much energy we have and other people pick up on that. So, Hey, I, well, I'll testify. I'm, I'm doing a similar thing, doing the keto diet and I'm not professing that for everyone at all. It's just something I'm, I'm doing. So I'm on day 35 of no sugar, uh, at all. Uh, no, I, you know, I mean, there may be 6% sugar in my unflavored plain grass-fed yogurt or something like that. But, you know, no, no added sugar, no wine uh, for me, no, uh, no grains at all, no fruit. Uh, and, yeah, it's interesting watching my energy, watching the uh, – there's no afternoon tiredness, what I, which I had been getting used to and now is gone. And so nothing better to motivate than those positive results. Right. And if you don't track it and your weight – looks about the same in the mirror. Yeah. It's easy to go back and just, and just think tired in the afternoons and normal. Absolutely. Yeah. And I am, I'm tracking it in my journal. I have every day, you know, circle day 35. I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm trying to keep it going. And we have here at the, the office, the medical office that I've got my office in uh, BIA, it's called a body impedance an- analysis uh, machine. And it goes on there and I can get on there and it not only shows me my weight, but it shows me how much muscle I have, uh, how much fat percentage I have. It shows me e- in each limb, you know, arms and legs where my muscle is. It shows me my intracellular waters, all this stuff that I'm tracking. I was on that machine in your office and uh-huh. I think I set a record. 
Yeah, on, on, on it, it was on brilliance. It's a brilliance. It's a brilliance meter. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I wish it was the right kind of record, but <laughs> uh, hey, we've uh, it, it's it's a starting point for all of us, right? Uh, well, hey, Todd here says I have experienced this past year of 2018 of goal setting, being specific, realistic. Uh, and measuring these go- these goals weekly for progress. And the biggest key to me is reviewing them weekly. I review my goals at least three times a week. This to me is the key. What we focus on does matter. I hear that so often, Tom. I am good about tracking a lot of things. I'm not so good about reviewing for whatever reason. I don't have a, I don't, I don't know that maybe you can tell me why I don't tend to as much, but I, I read that it's convicting. I need to go back and review those, especially those goals. I know a lot of people who do, you know, yearly goals or do once in a while, but do we go back and revisit that? And I know that's such a big part of the Ziegler message and of the performance planner is that we consistently go back, look at those goals. I guess that would be another one. That's a, that's another stat. I don't know if we have it down in an official standpoint, but that those who track their progress get better results. And also those who review their goals get better. I mean, we know that experientially, if nothing else. Yeah, and there's three keys to goal achievers. Not people who set goals, but people who achieve them. They write them down in detail. They work on them every day. That's that review. And they have an accountability partner. Uh, that's that's really it. So reviewing, tracking, that is key. Uh, in the book, uh, Choose to Win, I talk about Michael Watts. And I worked with Michael on setting a goal, he wanted to grow his business from 1.7 to 2 million after being stuck at 1.7 for five years. Mm. He was in the high-end home remodeling business. And this was right after the mortgage meltdown and all that stuff. And he said, I want to grow so I can pay some bonuses so I can earn a little bit extra. And so he set a goal for 2 million. Well, at the end of the year with accountability and everything, he hit 2.3, which is a huge increase you know, 1.7 to two, that's realistic. That's like 15, a little more than 15%, but from 1.7 to 2.3, that extra 300,000 between two and 2.3 is a lot. Mm -hmm. And I said, Michael, I understand 1.7 to two, but what do you think was the single thing that got you from two to 2.3? And so there was like silence on the phone for about a minute. And then he says, Tom, I know what it is. He said, for this full year, I reviewed my goals every single day. Mm. And then I asked him, well, how much time did you spend? Less than 10 minutes a day. Mm. Less than, and all it was, was reviewing what he did the day before and then writing in what he was going to do that day on his four goals that he was tracking. Literally about eight minutes a day. So I broke it down. I said, Michael, you know, you did an extra 300,000. That's 25,000 a month. There's 30 days in an average month, eight minutes a day. That's 240 minutes. I'm like, dude, you realize you're making a hundred bucks a minute working in your goals. Wow. Wow. That's motivating. That's motivating. So Todd, you got it, man. Right on. Wow. Yes, absolutely. Well, Hey, this is one that's a little off the, uh, 
a little bit off the, the, the response, I guess, but Bernice Rensberg, she offered something here and I'll tell you right off the bat, it's a glowing, uh, testimonial to listening to this show. Okay. So as much as my ego appreciates that, thank you so much, Bernice. Um, I want everybody listening just to insert, whether it's a Ziegler show, insert whatever it is that you invest in for your personal development and the power of that. So that's why I'm going to read this testimonial. Uh, it's not just for the Ziegler show. It, it could be any number of positive resources, but one it's to testify to the benefit of consistent positive input. As Zig says, you can change who you are and where you are by changing what goes into your mind. That's what Bernice is testifying to here. One, but two, uh, I see again, experientially a lot of benefit by really engaging and investing with a finite amount of resources. So I would tell somebody, I would rather that they listen to three podcasts than read, you know, this author and got really deep with a handful of people of resources and understood the gosh, even the, the, the culture of that person and of that message and of that theology and doctrine than to have something different every day for 365 days. We just, I just see better progress. And I'm, I'm just putting that out by pure opinion experientially, Tom, would you tend to agree? I haven't thought through that. Absolutely. Okay. There's no question. Okay. So in that again, so this isn't just to tout our show, but to tout somebody's testimonial from having gone deep consistently with something and how it changed your life. She says, I have been victim to consistent ongoing health struggles for many years, allowing it to bring me down physically, mentally, and emotionally. Well, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ and the personal development crew listening to the Ziegler motivational show has surely removed the scales from my eyes and given me new lenses to the outlook of my life, a life that was once full of self pity and why me? And I hate my life and I could go on and on. I have taken ownership of my problems and have made myself accountable. Doctors can't fix me. So it's up to me now to own it and work it out. If it wasn't for the Ziegler show, I don't know where I would be today. And thank you is not enough to Kevin and Tom. Uh, nothing in this world can thank you enough for what you have done for me. The speakers you have hosted have been so powerful and most times felt like they were talking to me only. I have negotiated more comfortable working arrangements with my boss to work from the comfort of my home and not spend three hours in traffic. I've changed my thinking, my eating habits, my language, my thoughts, my limiting beliefs. I still have far to go in my journey, but I am on the highway and every pit stop coffee break just reminds me how far I've traveled. My once pitiful life is now full of joy and I find the energy to do more. I can see through the clouds now. They're no longer thick and gray. They're just a misty view with soft raindrops to remind me of God's bountiful grace. So I have days where I jump inside Noah's Ark and days I swim across the Red Sea and all my days begin with a smile and end with a giggle, whether I'm swimming with or against the tide or bumping up against all the friends in Noah's Ark. I can do this. I'm so blessed to have the opportunity of listening to the Ziegler show. There are millions out there without any means of communication and technology. And one big lesson for me has just been gratitude. Each day presents new and more potential for me. I'm blessed to even share this now. Thank you, Kevin and Tom. Well, there you wow. go, Tom. That's, that's for you, brother. Um, Bernice, thank you. Again, though, folks, I want to point out the fact that she happened to choose us as a re primary resource. I'm grateful she did. Obviously, it's she thanks uh, myself and th she thanks Tom. But as she talks about the hosts, we're so blessed to be the messengers of some of the best influencers and leaders out there today. And it's their content from their experiences, from their insight 
that has, uh, has blessed Bernice and I know blesses a lot of people. But again, that was a testimony to the power. I mean, look at that life change, dramatic life change that we hear from people who invest consistently in positive input, whether it's our show or so many other incredible resources out there. And she's all the way from Perth, Australia. Who would ever think that? I did not see that Perth, Australia. Well, beautiful. That's, uh, I don't know where in Australia that, uh, Oscar Trimboli, who we just interviewed on deep listening is from, but, uh, maybe a, a fellow Australian there. Um, wow. a couple more here and then we'll, we'll end out. Uh, Kyle Fillenworth says, I'll come clean and just say that this is a habit. I have not been very good at doing consistently. I understand the principles and the benefits of tracking and have even experienced some of these benefits, but I found that overcoming that mental inertial inertia of tracking progress towards a new goal has always been difficult. I'm looking forward to getting some momentum, building tips from the show. Well, Hey, it reminds me, Tom, of you, your famous quote, fastest way to success. I'll let you answer that. Replace a bad habit with a good habit. Yeah. 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 You you talking about that inertia, Kyle, you know, and I know you started off talking about as a resource, Tom, the Ziegler performance planner, which is, is incredibly uh, a brilliant tool to use. But folks, if you need to take a baby step, Kyle, if you need to, and it's like Tom said, he didn't say a whole bevy. He didn't say a 180 on your life. He said, replace one bad habit with a good habit. Can you do that tomorrow? And if that's all you do for the next month, or just with that one habit, awesome. That's a big step. And if your tracking is as simple as my workout tracking, which it's the date, what I worked out and that's it. And that is something to do that for a week. Start small. There really is. I know it's a pithy statement, Tom, that we hear so much in this industry of personal development to baby steps, but it's just, it's just flat out true. You know, I think we've uh, talked about it on the show before, but a, a, a little simple thing to do, and let's just say tracking is going to be the little good habit that you put in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you could do is just make a decision. Hey, I'm not going to eat until I've tracked my goals, right? Because it takes such little time. And so you set the schedule to do it first thing in the morning. Um, and then if you get busy and you forget in your mind, you're going to be like, wait a second, I can't eat until I track my goals. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, a, a good tip, right? It's that kind of that idea of I'm going to put first things first until it becomes a habit. Uh, and we were, we, we were working with one of our guys today and he's, he's writing a mini book, which is, you know, it's 32 or 48 pages. It's not a big deal. And he has all the information. He's just having a hard time getting it on paper. And so I was teasing him. I was like, you know, why don't you go away to a cabin and you just don't eat until you finished it. (laughs) That's, that's good. That'll give you clarity. I mean, I know he could write it, uh, in a couple hours. I mean, because he's got so much of it done, but there you go. Well, I, that's interesting. So I think Jack LaLanne, the, uh, gosh, that guy, I don't know if, I, I don't think he's, I think he's been, he's passed quite a while ago, but he was the man, one of the most famous fitness gurus of the early ages. And his answer to somebody saying, is it okay to skip a day of working out? And he said, well, sure it is. Just don't eat on that day. <laughs> I always think about that because that is perfect. There's nobody doesn't want to eat. Uh, fasting is one of my new uh, habits and it's probably the one that I dislike most. Uh, 
No fun for anyone. You know what? That's good. I, I appreciate you saying that as far as starting the day, the bookends to the day are probably some of the most impacting things that we can do. And I appreciate you saying that about your dad going to bed with a performance planner. And I have learned that acutely, Tom, I am, um, I am not inhuman. I am like a lot of people. And a lot of times at night, I just want to be, can I just have my brain take a break and have a little entertainment and, but I have learned acutely, it will change my dreams. What I go to bed listening to what song, what story, uh, what thought. And I have one of the best habits over the past couple of years has been going to bed and I am not perfect. It's not always something great like the performance planner or the Bible or a prayer. Sometimes it's just, you know, just a nice story, just something nice. And when I violate that, which I did last week. So this is why it's acute and why I'm, I'm sharing it. I did. I, I got a book that's a little on the uh, deep and dark side for me. I actually, I actually discontinued reading it, but uh, it was one that uh, I thought I would try out and read a little bit before I went to bed. And that night had some, just some weird dreams, just nothing good out of them. And it was just kind of that little wake up call of Kevin, you know, better than this. Go to bed with something good in your mind. That's what it's going to do. It's what's gonna, that's what it's going to marinate in the rest of the night and impact me in the morning, which everybody knows everybody. I, I got to believe everybody has gone to bed. And for some reason there was a song in your head, the last song you heard and you wake up in the morning uh, and there it is. Isn't that amazing? And to think about that, if it's anger or bitterness or something psycho or whatever it may be that it, whatever you may do in the evening, if you can just take 10 minutes five minutes before you go to sleep and put something good in there. Powerful, powerful Tom, always a gift, always convicting. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's go track some progress. You let's ready? do it. All right. Be blessed. Well, friends, either you are highly motivated to start tracking your daily activities and results, or you're highly confirmed because you're already doing it. I'm inspired on both accounts. I invite you again, join our weekly discussions. Find me and friend me on Facebook at Agent K Miller. I'd be honored to hear from your experience and perspective. If you got value from the show, it's a great gift to us to let us know how we're doing. Leave a review in iTunes for The Ziggler Show. Well, I'll let you know what's coming up in our next show after I share some great resources. Well, coming up next in show 659, we ask, are you emotionally intelligent? We dig into a topic directly related to how everyone perceives you, especially those closest to you. It's something you are acutely aware of in regards to everyone you know, though you may not really be conscious of it, but it is emotional intelligence and wellness. And what you find out is how critical this root issue is to your very well-being and overall success. I've heard of EQ, emotional quotient, for years, but never like this. And he, it, we really differentiated it from differentiated from emotional intelligence. Even emotional fitness and wellness is our is our focus. It's the ability to understand and healthily deal with your own emotions as well as others. So, a recognized expert in this area is Miles Adcox, CEO of OnSite, an internationally acclaimed emotional wellness lifestyle brand that delivers life changing personal growth workshops, inspiring content, leadership retreats and emotional treatment. I had heard about Miles, but didn't know him firsthand. And I happened to start reading Donald Miller's book, Scary Close, a memoir. And right off, he talks about enrolling himself in an on-site retreat with Miles. That just had me hooked. And from there, I started researching emotional uh, fitness and, and wellness.
us something that can be used for good and bad even. It's interesting. Martin Luther King and Adolf Hitler both used these things. A con man can, but so can those who will love you the best. So the question is, where is your emotional intelligence and how is it helping or hurting you? That's what we'll cover in the next show. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.